Hello and welcome to the Software and Electronics Podcast brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Dennis McInerney, and on today's show, we'll be taking a deep dive into the world of AR, VR, and wearable tech. And on today's episode, we have a special guest with us, Dan Kui. Now, Dan's been in the industry for... How long would you say, Dan? Well, we're, uh, I, I've been at it now, let's see, wearable tech, I've been at it for over 17 years now. That's incredible. So, so I actually ran across, I believe it was a PDF from a presentation you gave around 2014, kind of on the wearable market and where it was headed. And I kind of just want to hear your thoughts on where you guys were at in 2014 versus 2017 and where the market's at now currently. Yeah, so 2014, let's see, um, I, I must have been with Vuzix at the time. Um, but, um, you know, in 2014, you know, the, the market was was really just trying to get a handle on on what AR was. And, and primarily, uh, not so much on the consumer side because of what happened with Google and the failure of Google Glass in the beginning, um, consumers sort of wrote it off. And the market was switching gears really quickly, moving to the enterprise side because businesses really understood what augmented reality could do and how it could basically make their businesses more efficient and more effective. Um, so you started to see a big push in the uh, in in the enterprise space. And going into 2017 and 2018 now, I think uh, you still see the push growing dramatically within the um, enterprise space. And consumers are starting to get a glimmer of hope as to what it can be used for. Um, I, I don't think they really understand it at all yet. And that's part of the issue. But they're starting to get a good feel for it. Uh, Pokemon Go a year ago really opened the eyes in the consumer space as to what uh, this thing called augmented reality was, whether or not they understood that that term described it. But that gave them firsthand experience at it. Um, but for the most part, a lot of consumers always thought that uh, augmented reality was that stuff that Iron Man used in his suit. And um, <laughs> it would be a long time before you got there. Without a doubt. I remember um, when Google Glass's first rendition came around, I did get a chance to test out the, um, I guess, the first consumer batch that was released to the public. And I was really blown away kind of by the tech. And although it was kind of, there were, you know, the the bugs and the obvious shortcomings of why it didn't do so well from a consumer standpoint, but the technology as a whole is really interesting. And I think kind of like what you said, Pokemon Go kind of introduced that to a large stream of people. But I thought it's really interesting, kind of the enterprise side of things. I didn't necessarily realize that that was such a large market for AR. Yeah, it really is. And just to get back to your point about the Google uh, Glass there for a second, you know, I started pitching Google on wearable tech and what you could do with smart glasses, which is augmented reality in 2007. Uh, so when we produced the first version in 2010 timeframe and then announced it publicly in 2012, we had already understood what the consumers needed. And it was much more than just something you put on your head and see these see these things appear before your eyes or take videos and that sort of thing. We actually created a whole ecosystem where consumers could not only put it on their head, but they could share it 
They could track different things that their friends were doing. It was like a Facebook for augmented reality back in 2010, 2011 timeframe. Unfortunately, you know, Google never got that part of it. So the enterprise guys took, took over. And, you know, in the beginning days, you started seeing enterprise use it primarily in the areas of uh, logistics, warehousing, and those are parts of, of, of what, you know, AR and enterprise is today, still going very strong and growing rapidly. But it's moved far beyond that um, at this point. I mean, I, I was talking to somebody the other day about a friend, um, his name's Steve Dan, and over in, um, over in the UK, he's been involved with uh, RAS. Have, have you ever heard that term RAS, R-A-S? No, I haven't. So that's robotic assisted surgery. And so oh, wow. what people don't know is that augmented reality and virtual reality are being used today in the medical industry to actually do surgery in places where you could never do that before, whether it's remotely or whether it's such a, a critical sur surgical procedure where the doctor has to put on a VR or AR headset and use robots to actually go in and, and make small incisions and go in and do a major, major surgery. So there's a lot of benefits that the consumer may not know unless they're directly involved with some of that today. That's incredible. So let me ask you this, Dan, what are your thoughts on what Microsoft is doing with the HoloLens right now? Well, Microsoft, uh, it's interesting because, you know, um, Microsoft originally spent a lot of time and money to push that out into the marketplace themselves. And now you see it being picked up by by numerous companies uh, uh, under their brand, where it's Lenovo or HP or some of the others uh, that are that are announcing, especially for Christmas here. You can buy a HoloLens type of VR headset for gaming and stuff. Um, so. You know, a lot of a lot of the folks have come at VR and AR in a gaming sense uh, to get into the consumer markets. And, and that obviously is is one uh, uh, track to do that. And we'll and we'll get people familiar with it. Um, but there are other things that people don't realize that are AR every day. Uh, and just to make a point, you know, we did a last year, I did a survey at uh, Lowe's gave me permission to actually sit out in front of their stores and interview people coming out and asking them if they knew what AR was, considering Lowe's has stores where you can actually use AR and and see what paint looks like in your house or how new furniture will look. And most people don't know what AR is, but you don't have to go any further then turning on your television tomorrow for Thanksgiving and watching a football game and see AR on television where that line showing you how, for, how much further the runner has to go before he hits the first down, that yellow line is augmented reality where your real vision is being supplemented with data coming from a computer. Um, and so another big example of that is Snapchat. People don't realize that Snapchat is AR. And certainly the new product that's on the market it just released uh, a week ago or so, which is the Raptor by every site for bicyclists, um, are very nice form fitting, a nice feel to them. Uh, glasses that you put on and while you're riding your bicycle racing or whatever, it gives you all data as far as speed, um, you know, your location, temperature, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. You know, I, I ride my bike to work every morning. I commute about uh, two and a half miles to work. So that sounds like an incredibly interesting uh, product to possibly pick up for the holiday season. Well, you know, we don't want to leave the ladies out either, right? So 
Uh, again, uh, most consumers wouldn't realize this, but Sephora, which is the big makeup uh, company, uh, and my wife actually buys from them, you can actually use augmented reality to see what makeup's going to look like on your face. Wow. I've seen, a, I think Ray-Bans actually did a, uh, I think on their actual, their most recent version of their app, they have where you can take a few photos of your face from different angles and it'll augment whatever pair of glasses you're thinking of purchasing in the app right. and kind of show you like a, in your selfie camera style what the glasses will look like on. I thought that was yeah, really glasses. Glasses.com does that. Um, you can actually go on and try hundreds of different glasses on and see what it looks like on. Wow, that's awesome. So let me ask you this, Dan, and uh, we'll kind of finish up here in a little while, but what innovations and kind of initiatives do you see on the enterprise side as far as VR and AR is concerned in the future? Well, I think, you know, it, it's interesting because now you'll also hear these other terms called mixed reality, which is the combination of, of sort of a, an, a more of an immersive VR with AR. Um, so you have this wider field of view. It looks more like the real world um, and you can do a mix between things. But one of the important things that's coming along, you know, we've all heard about um, AI for many, many, many years. Right. Um, AI actually now is becoming much more important when you start thinking about how AR and VR are going to work with artificial intelligence and what you can do with it. And you can think of all the different industries that could be affected by this, whether it's especially in transportation. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you're aware that that Dubai um, is going to be, uh, they just actually, just a short time ago, actually flew for the first time their, their automated, uh, or I should say autonomous taxi drone. So you just get in and you tell the thing where you want to go and it goes, right? So you can now see uh, the combination of AR, VR, AI in your vehicle, allowing you to do things or drive someplace and, and be much more safer and get there in a more fuel effective way than you've ever been able to do before. Um, and, and, so, and that holds true for all sorts of transportation, the medical industry, um, I, you know, I just, I just cannot think of an industry where, where augmented reality doesn't, doesn't highly impact it in some shape or form. Without a doubt. And I think as time goes on, we'll see more and more integration with these technologies and just about every facet of these businesses and industries going forward. Yeah. What's your, you know, what's, what's most interesting, you know, Google indexed the web, right? I mean, it, every aspect of data has been indexed in some shape or form and cataloged by, by Google. And there are other companies, I'm actually working with a couple of companies right now uh, on some things where they've also taken that to another level. But all that information, if you think about it, when you go to your computer, you do a search is in 2D. It's information that's presented to you on a screen in a way that you cannot interact. So imagine now that you can take all this data that's at your fingertips anywhere and anytime, and it's presented to you in a 3D real world environment. Think about the different things that you might be able to do as a consumer or as, an, as a worker in your environment with 3D on-demand information. Uh, I, it's just mind staggering as to, to the possibilities. Without a doubt. Dan, are there any projects that you're working on currently that you can kind of share with us or is everything pretty, pretty under wraps right now? 
Yeah, some of it's under wraps. I mean, you know, the, the company that we left this summer, we we actually decided to take, a, you know, my partners and I uh, that created the, the, the Blaze products, we decided to take a different tack of things then um, and go and start to put augmented reality uh, in a in a niche market where where um, nobody is actually working in right now. And so we created those products, but unfortunately, that that company decided that um, they didn't want to fully fund the work that we were doing in terms of marketing or or even some of the engineering. So we left there, and now we've actually are going to take it to a next level. We have projects uh, that we're uh, looking at doing that will actually provide a lot more information at people's fingertips in a way that fits with the way they work today or the way they do things for, you know, a hobby type of atmosphere. Um, So I can't talk specifically about it, but uh, I think people will be really interested to see what we're going to do. Well, Dan, thank you so much for coming on our show today. For all you out there listening, this is, I've been interviewing Dan Kui. He's a thought leader within the space of VR and AR, all the way from wearable tech to the patents that went into the original Google Glass. Dan, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much. Look forward to speaking with you again.